Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Pretty good, pretty good. I um, It was a good good weekend, good week. I had the opportunity to go to Club 33 yesterday. That's, that's always fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Actually, you know, it's the first time I've ever been with a... Pretty sure it's the first time I've been when it's been a uh, buffet. Usually but, it's been a plated event. Do you go to dinner or lunch then? A lunch. Okay, yeah, lunch. Well, but we've we've had lunch. But we are so many of us. But there are so many of us. They made us do a plated dinner. Okay, we we were eight, uh, but we also had the go to the candlelight in conjunction. Ah. So you watch the old uh, Viper give the. Yeah, you know, it was kind of sad. <laughs> was Either, it really? Let's let's look at it this way. Um, is somebody eating? Not me. I think so. How can you hear this? <laughs> I guess I have good ears, or you're just loud and you have lousy hearing, so you don't know what, what you're me? doing. <laughs> and maybe the latter is more more correct. But um, Tom Skerritt was the, uh, let's say, I won't, I'm not going to say the narrator. I'm going to say the reader of the words. <laughs> he okay. mispronounced some words like Judea. And I understand. In the we went to the five thirty one, and then uh, we knew some saw some people that uh, went to the next one. Said he messed up some things too. He did a <clears throat> excuse me. He did a lot of those kind of things. And I think he's seventy eight. So I, I'm going to give him a little bit of a break that he's kind of old. But I'm not sure he even read it. There was not a lot of feeling to it, and oh, it didn't seem like it was practiced much. To, Maybe not at all. Maybe he just showed up and read it. And at the end, he's like, you know, you know, he'd been introduced. Everybody'd been introduced. And he says, you know, you know, let's give another hand to the band. I don't know, or the the uh, the singers, the band, everybody it just didn't seem as genuine. I guess a lot of people are you know, in the group are like, it just didn't seem really genuine. You know, I don't know. It's it's. I'm actually kind of amazed. I don't think I've ever sat through one or stood through one, quite frankly, because the crowds are usually a mess, and I don't—I just don't, you know, get involved in that. I was telling my little group that the year James Earl Jones did it, I got to escort him for shopping, but I didn't stay around to hear it, and I, I'm sure he was awesome. Oh, he always is awesome. It was, you know, it was our first Christmas podcasting that we remember we were up by the teacups when they came strolling on by. Exactly. And I, and I mentioned that. Yeah. We, they, we just, I said, I usually wouldn't go in the park the night of one, or I would get way away from, yeah. you know, get in early, get away, away from where the event is being held. And it is kind of, nice. I got to say, you know, I saw it in Florida. I didn't sit for it, but I saw it go by, kind of got it, you know, as we'd walk by the area, see what was going on. Uh, something to me about it being in front of the train station in town square is, more of an impact than yes yeah. yes it's for some reason it seems more right there it's not to say it's wrong at the other one uh in epcot but it just seems right which is funny at. which is you know i guess ironic or funny because at epcot where they got boatloads of friggin space they almost have a purpose-built amphitheater area off the beaten you know that's so it's not in the way for you to sit down and watch it right and then here at Disneyland, where space is at a premium, they plop it right for the friggin' train station, where you can't, well, you, where it's hard to get out of the friggin' park. They when, did when have it. They did a few years in the Fantasyland Theater. Right, uh, it was done up there for a few years, and that was the plan. That was going to stay up there for a while, 
uh, number of people complain about it because you don't have the quote unquote the thousand voice choir. It was only like three hundred people up there, and it just didn't quite have the same overwhelming Wait, feeling. Thousand voice at, at that's Disneyland. What that's what it's always advertised. Yeah, there's as, no. Yeah. There's no way there's a thousand people standing in that that thing. And no. Anyways. So when, well, don't, uh, don't don't say anyways when you're you're given a, a factoid that's I didn't uh, give a know. factoid. I did you, not give a factoid, you, so don't take you, it the wrong did. way. I said that's what it was advertised. Oh, okay, as. all right. Anyway, so <laughs> so uh, Tom Scarrett, so, seventy-seven. You, you, by the way, like to take advertisements yeah. as facts. You know, uh, well, there is something born every minute. So truth, truth in advertising for most things. But <laughs> um, when they uh, opened the Snow White show, what was that? 2005-2004 for the 50th anniversary when they start opened up the Snow White show that was supposed to go on for so many years. The hamburger, they, the Ann Hamburger produced crap. Yeah. Okay. They couldn't do it there because Snow White was in the way so they moved it back down to Town Square. Well, it's better down there. Now I wonder, you know, I, I don't remember uh, that little stage at Epcot when we were there in it's 86. Not, it's not, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. it there in, in uh yeah, And in I don't know if it was, it was built for Candlelight. It's it's used for a lot of different things. Uh, yeah, I suppose it is. I, 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 don't, I said purpose built to be kind of. No, I know. I just, know. It, it made me think. I wonder when, uh, you know, what it was built, what it was built for. I, I'm just kind of curious if it was just you know general purpose and hey we can do this candlelight thing. Did they not do candlelight prior to this? I, I really don't know the history of their candlelight. Um, I don't you know. know, but with lots of things, Florida, it's you know they do it better out there or not better. But hey, they what they're doing Bikes looks cool. Tongue. Hey, what they're doing looks cool. Let's do that too. That's, yeah, except for uh, except for something like Nightmare Before Christmas. They they have uh, um, just turn their nose up at. Yes. Well, which is okay because they they did they did still make some improvements to their mansion. So yes, they you know, did. So but why, they, why they, stop at that? Yeah, they don't embrace. Uh, well, they don't really have the facade at Small World. And they don't do the inside of Small World either for Christmas. There, there's so many things they could do that they really don't. But you well, know, it's neither here or there to me. I just uh, uh, well, that kind of leads us into what we plan on talking about today, right? Yeah, it does. So overall, okay. it was a good show. I, we were sitting um, uh, kind of stage left, and it was not a bad spot. We were pretty pretty darn close. It just reminded me of, the, you know, Karen sang in it way back when she was in high school, and they, Western High School was always the tree because that was the Western High School thing. Their choir had the singing tree. They toured around with it and they did it at Disneyland and at some point Disneyland is like we got a choir we can do this and um, either gave Western a boot or it just you know they stopped well, asking them I'm not sure West, exactly Western how still, I, I believe Western still participates it's just they put the no they do not choir. oh they don't no Oh, I thought they still did because we still have a number of other high schools that yeah, do. Don't, so. don't, don't think too hard no I'm just kidding no I only know that because last night they listed all the you know the choirs that were there and uh, they weren't one, and I don't. I don't think I'd have to ask Karen because she kept up on it for a while. I don't think they've done it for quite a long time, to be to be honest. So, but I, well, I, I know, know at least since um, the '80s, because that's when uh, my wife was in the Disneyland Choir and she was up there on the uh, tree. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think they dropped it shortly after 
uh, when Karen graduated, but you know, she did talk about doing it, and I thought that was always kind of cool. But it was good, you know. It uh, they really pack you in there with shoehorns. You you can't. I mean, it's hard to move. You know, I was trying to uh, um, video it with the camera, and you, you you couldn't hardly move in your chair. You just you know, they just really shoehorn you in there. That's it's semi uncomfortable, but you know, it's still like I said, space is at a premium there. You know, it it sure is, and um, and, and it used to be. Uh, I don't want to say non-advertised, but kind of a word-of-mouth thing. There was one of those pleasant extras that you would get if you were at Disneyland at the right place at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and now it's with the age of the internet and everybody knows the date and they get bigger names to read the words as you say. And now they're shoving... I know they're cramming, they're cramming the place like sardines, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into, again, what we plan on talking about here in a couple minutes. It's interesting. I'm, I'm reading a little thing here. The Candlelight Procession and Mast Choir began in 1958, Disneyland in California. Thirteen years later, Walt Disney World presented its first Candlelight Procession in the Magic Kingdom with Rock Hudson. There's, there's an irony <laughs> as guest narrator in 1994. The event was moved to the America Gardens Theater at Epcot. So there, there's that. Um, thousands of guests continue to share in each of the 100-plus performances that are presented throughout the holiday season. Uh, 400 performers fill the stage. Here so or there? Um, that, it's not um, making a distinction. But yeah. my guess is it's... Thousands of people attend, 400 or so sing. Okay. Wink, now, wink. Eh, now, it did, it, it, at, at Epcot, we would use the, the Candlelight Processional as a way to get dining reservations at the cellar. <laughs> the, the cellar? Le Cellier, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Because I, if you would call for ADRs, you know, your 180 days out or 90 days out, whatever it was that year, and they'd say, oh, we're sold out for dinner on that day because that's the day we want to go, whatever. Then we'd, you could call a different number and, to say, get it with candlelight. And, and say, I want the candlelight. And it was free, right? And, and did you actually go to candlelight or is it just an excuse to get no, the reservation? No, no, no. The first year we did it was that first year we all were at MouseFest together. That was mm, 2006. And you remember my, whole, my wife's family was with us, right? So we didn't go. My wife's mother and father and her grandmother went, <laughs> but we, we, I think we went and saw American Adventure while they were watching that, because I had no interest in sitting there. <laughs> I used them to get my dining reservation at the cellar. Ah, here's here's something interesting. This is on the uh, Mouse Planet website, the history of two Disney Christmas traditions, and he's Ray talking Haley. about what's that? I said Rick Healy. Yeah, it says, you know, growing up in California, I loved attending the Candlelight Processional with choirs carrying candles and wearing robes as they made their way to the base of the main tree, tree, uh, train station and filled the risers, created, created a living Christmas tree. And yeah, you know, they used to have real candles. Now now they've they're, got the they're LED candles, yeah. <laughs> you turn on the, the light thing. Uh, I loved hearing the narration tell the story of the first Christmas, although I was often less impressed with the celebrity doing the reading than I was the entire experience. Uh, in the beginning, the Living Christmas Tree was performed by Western High School Choir, 
uh, where Karen went. When the music director of that school retired, Disneyland decided to turn over the tree duty, air, you know, quoting, to a cast choir. So there's there's the history behind that. Um, during the transition, they were called the Disneyland Employee Choir because when the announcement was made during the ceremony, guests didn't understand the term cast member. In addition, Disney didn't want this group of talented volunteers to be confused with the park's entertainment division. Uh, so that's a, at least according to um, uh, who is this Mouse uh, Planet. Uh, but they uh, wanted to see if they said how many people were actually in it. Uh. Well, it does say here when the tree first came into use during the show, the Living Christmas Tree wasn't until 1960. Yeah, so yeah. Charlton Heston was a narrator once. He looked. Oh, his stormy rain clouds hovered over the ceremony in 1970 when Charlton Heston uh, was narrator. He looked at me, hurt, remembered, and said, "If I can part the Red Seas, then I can keep it from raining." <laughs> 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 and it did not rain on the ceremony that year. John Wayne had a terrible cough the day he performed in 1971. He told me that if he had pneumonia. And I asked him what he was doing here. In reply, he said, I'm not going to let down those kids. So, Where did you okay, read it? Well, okay. I, I, okay, for next to the chairman of Morgan University, directed the Thousand Voice Choir and combined uh, symphony. Yeah, it's a, it sure does not look like a thousand people standing up there. Where are you seeing this? Give me the link. Okay. I, uh, all right, I, I was By the way, read. okay, who was in 1960... Who was the first celebrity narrator? I don't know. Tell me, because I'm not looking at that. Dennis Morgan. Okay. Okay. All right. Ah, uh, here it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Grill requires Christmas on the World Parade, Sleeping Beauty Plaza, and they performed a Christmas around the World Parade, and blah, 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 blah. You know, people hate these kind of shows where we're like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> read, read, read. Well, you know, we should just... That, that's, we, that's why Rush says, I don't let my audience read. Because he's a trained broadcast professional, and obviously we are not. But, but it well, doesn't say it says for the next 25 years, two nights every December, Hurt, then chairman of the choral music department at the at University U of South USC, Carolina, okay. USC, directed the Thousand Voice High School Choir combined with a symphony orchestra and narrator recalling the story of Christmas. It's not saying it's a thousand now, but it said back then it was a thousand. Because I'm, I'm sorry. There was it just. I mean, a thousand's a lot of people. I, I, I just especially don't Disneyland. I can't see where you can stuff a thousand people there on the steps of the train station. Uh, you could. It's, it's not as hard as it sounds. Like it. I mean, a thousand people. Up, yeah, it does get swallowed up fairly quickly. I mean, who would believe that we have seventy thousand people in the park? I you would. Never, you never usually don't at one. Total yeah, it's time. Us usually forty-five. Right? Is that the? Uh, 45 or 50 in park is where they... 50s. I, I think 50s the line where they start drawing lines on. But regardless, all right, all right. It, 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 um, it was good. It uh, The narrator could have been better. What are you going to do? I mean, that that is what it is. I don't know he, if he was doing it every night, but he was doing it. The yeah, he did all four shows. And he was okay at best. Just put it that way. That's too bad. Yeah, because, you know, that could make or break. I understood, let's see, was it last year that um, John Voigt did it? Yes. Because I guess some people said it was very emotional. 
He even choked up a couple times while reading it, and people said it was just very moving and uh, was very good. Well, you know, some people take a, a approach it from, you know, I'm an actor paid to do a gig, and some people feel a little bit more. Right. Sure, I you know when you when you think about what the story and what they really go into, I'm actually surprised it's still going on compared to uh, other places who have gone a less more politically correct and a little less spiritual. I guess last year they they ran off some hecklers. They had some atheists in the back of the crowd <laughs> yelling things. You know, they just got to show up to be asses. Uh, That's funny. So, I mean, what's it hurting them that Disneyland's doing something in a place that you got to pay to see it? You know, fucking atheists. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. So, shall we get into the main gist of um, the conversation today? Go I'm ahead. not into the religion of atheism, and it is a religion. So, hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, I, sure. So, if you want to go on into sure, uh, I, I'll let you take yeah, it because I have no problem. I have no emotional, uh, not emotional, but I have no. Uh, I'll just say problem with the the place, writer. Yeah, well, the place where we're getting the content from. We're going to. <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to say there? I'm trying to say you don't like what this gentleman produces for. No, commentary. I. Sometimes he just gives great information. Other times he has to put his be, name on it. Be a word doctor and a spinmeister, okay. and and not just give us information and it's hearsay and it's we don't really know, and he's spinning something based on hearsay. You know. All right, we're going back to the. Outlets slash MySage well for uh, for for topic for topic today. All right, we must be desperate. So yeah, are we? All right, the end of the year. uh, Yeah, we always are. So the most the most recent you know Outlets article deals with the concept of starting to charge for Christmas time stuff at Disneyland. Christmas time stuff that we're normally used to getting for free, and I'll read you a little excerpt here to give you an idea what he's talking about. Uh, let's see, where was it? Uh, okay, so first starts off by saying that the Halloween parties that were moved from DCA back to Disneyland were wildly popular. Okay, that uh, they're selling 20,000 tickets and that's made people in the back, you know, his, he calls it TDA, wake up and say that, wow, maybe we could do this for Christmas. Okay, so it's, it's twenty thousand. I mean, it's, I know it's a private party, but uh, if that was a open day to the public, twenty thousand would I don't think would be considered great. It would probably pay the bills for the day, but no. But this is twenty thousand people paying an extra fifty bucks. Well, I understand yeah. that. I understand that. Okay, it's like a, a, a private party sold really well. All right, exactly. So here, okay. So future plans. Oh no! So if the Halloween parties were a huge hit. Just by setting up candy stations, some quick decorations, and performing a short and sweet parade, then the thinking in TDA is that offering the, the more elaborate Christmas parade and even more popular Believe Fireworks with its snowy finale as party exclusives will create an even stronger demand for tickets. The transition to this new format might be eased, at least in some executives' mind, by the new sensational parade that debuts at Disneyland in 2011. On non-party nights in December, the Soundstational Parade will perform and regular Remember Fireworks will be staged on weekends, so they wouldn't totally abandon the entertainment offered to non-party guests. It just wouldn't be directly themed to Christmas. Uh, Let's see. So they could still offer a snow moment on non-party nights by hitting the start button on the Wintertime Enchantment 
wintertime enchantment snow shows that use the snow machines and the hundreds of thousands of new LED lights strung throughout the castle and up and down Main Street. But the full roster of Christmas entertainment would be reserved for the extra cost parties with limited crowds and all the options thrown in. Okay, wait, wait. Now, I'm just going to pick on a few words here. So what was that last line? But the full roster of Christmas entertainment would be reserved for the extra cost parties with limited crowds and all the options thrown in. Okay, so. Wait, well, pay, you, but, okay, but let me, there's two more sentences and then you can. Okay. okay. What would you pay for short waits for Small World Holiday, lots of elbow room at the parade, and the cattle herd mentality removed from Main Street USA? There. Okay, so let's back up. The way he words it, and I know he probably does not mean it this way, but the way he words it would tell me that Small World Holiday is not available to a non-party-paying guest. I, I don't get that sense. I get he says full roster. Full roster would include Nightmare at, at the Mansion. It would include um, Small World Holiday. So that means the attractions are closed during the day? But you understand, he probably doesn't mean that, Yes. but he's trying to tell you that you're going to miss out on all the Christmas fare. Well, you can't, because unless they shut those attractions down during the day, which I don't believe they would do. No, No. what it sounds like you're going to miss out on is the parade, which has been going, where is it? Uh, Where is that? I saw that, 35 or 40 years, I think. Okay, here. Okay, all right, let me, all right, so, uh, all right. The Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks will be performing its 11th season this year. An entire generation of Disneyland fans has now grown up on it. When okay, they stop, de- stop, stop there. A generation is not 10 years. Well, we've had this discussion before. Some people think it's 7. Some people think it's 20. <laughs> but a generation is... Um, and he's splitting the difference. And he's splitting so. the difference. I'll let him slide for that one. A, a true, true generation is closer to 40. Oh, okay. Well, when when you really have a transition from young to old, and a you're new probably right. Yes, people come in to take over. Blah blah. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Well, baby boomers, Gen Xers, Gen Y. Okay. New generation. Anyway, all right. So anyway, so when it debuted in November of 2000 with the impressively realistic soap bubble snow finale, it became a must-see for Southern Californians, many of whom had never seen a snow vault before and stood misty-eyed on Main Street USA <laughs> at the magic Disneyland was able to pull off. It's okay. not that realistic. It no. doesn't stick and makes your shirt wet. No, and it tastes like crap. But yeah. you, if you're standing there, seriously, and you've never seen a snowfall and it's snow and it's snowing in there, it looks pretty cool. Oh, no, I don't discount it. I, okay. I think it's cool, but it's it's not the misty-eyed moment. Well, to some people it is. All right. So anyway, so, so the next paragraph. The, the Christmas Fantasy Parade is an even more famous offering that has been performing daily during Christmas season at Disneyland since 1994. What? Wait, you, wait did he say the parade? Christmas Parade. Christmas Fantasy Parade. Right. Oh, well, this particular version of a yes. Christmas Parade. That's 16 years, parade. though. 16 years. Because I've been watching those oh, yeah. girls on the The, the, the roller skates, skates the snowflakes, yeah. Since yeah. at least the 70s, if not earlier. I know, but this, well, well, there's, this version. There's elements, there's elements to it, but quite honestly, I don't care. I, I prefer the old parade we had prior to 94 because it was a much longer parade, had more elements to it. There was the uh, Jungle Cruise. The one that stands out in my mind the most was the Jungle Cruise, the Jungle Cruise, the Jungle Book uh, float that we had there because you had Mowgli there, you had Baloo and Bagheera, or not Baloo and Bagheera, you had Blue and um, 
King Louis, and on the back side of the float, you had a live band playing, and there was a live tiger on the back side of the float. I don't remember uh, the tiger. I remember everything else but the live tiger. But yeah, the, the last couple of years of it, they had a live tiger on it. He was chained down onto the float, so he couldn't get away. But in oh, his that, trainer, obviously, that, was there. But that, that's very that's very uh, humane to chain it down. Uh, yeah, too humane for but us, so we don't become tiger food. Uh, uh, and, and then he also had uh, several other live bands that were with different parade units throughout. The, it wasn't just the recorded music playing over the loudspeakers. He actually had some live bands that were with different. Uh, yeah, I believe he had the Pearly Band that was with the uh, Mary Poppins unit. And I'm trying to remember some of the others' uh, actual groups. All right. Well, then you'll get a kick out of this statement that he says. Uh, in recent years, they have replaced and improved some of the original floats from 1994, along with the usual tweaks over time to costumes and the latest trendy character or marketing push. But it remains true to its original format as the longest and most elaborate parade in Disneyland's roster of parades from the last 25 years. Not true. 25 years? How long would it be 25 years? That would be... Uh, let's see. For the 30th. 87? The 30th? That will be the 30th, so 85. Oh. 85. Yeah, that's not true because we had a couple longer. What was long? What was longer, more elaborate since 1985? The, uh, the prior Christmas parade, the uh, American Gazette parade, the. Um, How long did the electrical parade run? I think that'd be more elaborate. Electrical, the the electrical parade is uh, much is a little bit longer, and I would consider. When, a little when you say longer, longer, you mean like number of floats or how long that you're sitting on your ass watching the parade go by, right? Is that what you mean by long? Yes. Okay. A combination of the two of them. How what, many units are you using on it? And what defines and, elaborate? Um, how much? Because uh, yeah, I could I consider I consider electric parade pretty elaborate. Yeah, in my mind, I would I would put elaborate down as the uh, diversity of the cast and floats that you have within the uh, parade. I mean, let's face it. When we had Night Tragic, I mean, night, Slight Magic out there, uh, that, despite the fact that those were the most complex parade floats we've ever had, and they were certainly the heaviest parade floats we had, and it was one of the most quote-unquote technically most complex shows we've ever had, I thought it was rather lame because all, every, all four floats looked identical to one another. And the show really didn't have anything. I mean, it was just one show and off. It didn't have the diversity that you had with some of these others, like American Gazette and the original Christmas. I don't, I don't remember American Gazette, but so I guess you you both are taking exception that this is his opinion that it's the longest, the most elaborate. Did he now? Did he say uh, most long, elaborate holiday parade, or is he just saying parade? It remains period? true to its original format as the longest and most elaborate parade in Disneyland's roster of parades from the last twenty-five years. Now, in, in the electrical parade ended in the early nineties, nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, so it's crossing over. Yeah. You know, if we went back twenty-five years, it was still operating within his twenty-five year yes. uh, time period. Yes. Okay. And the electrical parade was a little bit longer. Okay, it's you know it's an opinion. We 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 have our opinions about things. I'll give him a break <laughs> on the opinion thing. Um, now let's switch over to Florida for a second as well, some comparison. Okay, well, I'll, uh, yeah. So 
Okay, go ahead, because I was going to go there, too. I'll, well, I'll, what I was going to say is, uh, I guess it's been two years now when I was there in the holiday season, and we paid for the Very Merry Christmas uh, party. And you got Excuse the me. special fireworks show, right? Special fireworks that, to quite to be quite honest, eh, you know. Yeah, I know. Wish, wishes. Wishes. Christmas wishes. <laughs> would be, you know, what? Excuse me. We got to see the parade. Colder than snot out there. And you still had to find a place on the parade route. It wasn't like it wasn't crowded. And think of how much bigger the Magic Kingdom is. Now, I don't know how many tickets they sell. And I also one year went to the uh, not-so-scary Halloween party. Again, the parade route packed. So I don't know that you're going to get more elbow room. I was in the park last night, like I said, going, doing these things. And that would have been a, a Saturday night, correct? We are inside, yeah, Saturday night. We waited half hour, 45 minutes maybe for Small World. I mean, it, it literally, you got in line at the exit at, right outside the, the toy shop. You went towards, like you were the sign, and then you had to cross the street and go into the area they built for Light Magic. Uh, for the parade. Oh, that parade, the, those little risers, yeah. Right, we had to zoom back and forth and a bunch of switchbacks over there and then go back across the street and you know, go to the, the attraction. But we were with friends. We were having, you know, good conversation. It, it, the line never really stopped. It, a constant flow, constantly moving. So big, big whoopee. You know, um, I, I don't know that the private parties going to help that much because probably everybody will end up help with the parade. Wait, wait, you know, if they're paying to see the parade, 20,000 people are going to be standing at the parade. Yeah, but that parade route is pretty long. Sure, but That's, really, when you get down to where can you really stand, you, you've got uh, four or five little pockets in the street. But I, I'm kind of comparing to Florida. I mean, they, they did the same thing, and the parade route's packed. And after a few weeks, I think then the parade is shown to the general public. Yeah, right? I think the, after Christmas, right? The week between Christmas and New Year's. Is it I, that long? I, I think I want to say that's what I seem to remember. See, and I don't really care per se because I'm not a big parade person. I would only do it because friends all wanted to go see it. But um, so I've got a little different take on Al's panic mode on this. I mean, it does sound like it could possibly be a great uh, marketing and um, – uh, revenue stream for the park, but is it absolutely necessary? I don't okay, know. Well, uh, necessary. I don't think it's the question. I think money's the question. What are people willing to pay for? When you go to Florida, the concept of the merry, very, the very merry Christmas party is an add-on, right? You're already there on vacation. You know, we've we've talked many times about the difference in the makeup of the locals who visit these places. I don't think very many locals in Florida pay the extra money to see the Very Merry Christmas. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, I don't half, the, half the group I was with was, well, maybe not quite okay. half. A lot of them were local. But you remember, yeah, it's but not, it's there, not but also the group you're with. But, there are locals that are here visiting with friends that are out of town, and they're showing off different things. So would well, they go by themselves without Yeah, I think, I think they would. Uh, but you got to remember, they're not the isolated little island they used to be. Um, Civilization has found that little island in the middle of Florida. 
So there are, yeah, there are a lot of locals. And by the way, did you hear that the first murder happened in a Disney-created yes. town? <laughs> Celebration, nice. <laughs> but uh, but any, regard, regardless any, of that, you know, I, yes, I, the di- demographics are slightly I guarantee different. you there's not a million annual pass holders. Oh, there might Florida. be, but they're, they're not in. You know, what I would like to see with that million number is a demographic breakdown of where they're located. I, I want to know how many of those million are SoCal Select, SoCal Deluxe. Well, and I guess that's partly what I meant, too. I, I think, because, you know, there could easily be a million Florida ones. But, you know, there's some living in Nebraska. There's some living in South Dakota. There's a guy out in, you know, Australia. Sure, sure. For, for us, how many of our annual pass holders do we know that aren't local? Most of the ones I know that annual pass holders are not local. Well, okay. That I yes, actually yes. Know. we know you a know few. What? Yes, I, I'm. But there are people that come here. It makes sense for them because they make. No, many it, it it does. But I'm just saying. So but when I, you start I, saying there's a million, okay, how many of those million are within the let's say the hour hour and a half drive where they'll say I'm coming down half. just to see the fireworks? Half. Okay, so we I'd get say down half. Five hundred thousand now, which you know, is a lot. It's just it's a lot. Of those five hundred thousand, how many? can go on Saturday night, you know, because the local ones that, you know, the two lower passes that don't have access to all the days, the rest of them do. You know, you start breaking you know, they, that down. They come on Friday night, and they come on Sunday. They come, you know, you could, you know, I mean, you've been around. You know that the the attendance pattern, but the busy pattern has changed, and sure. most of it's due to APs and when they're blocked out and not. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, there's no doubt you can't, you cannot ignore that. Um, but I'm just wondering if does it really matter if Disney wants to hold back the parade? It's not like they've turned no, Christmas off. I don't think. Know? Okay, no, I don't think it matters. Uh, personally, it doesn't matter to me because I, 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 I'll watch it if the kids want to sit and watch. It, I'll watch it if I happen to come in the park right when it's making its loop around Town Square. I'll stand there and watch it and not try to make my way upstream. Uh. Unless someone says to me, I want to watch this, I'm not going to make a, a point to see it. I'd like the fireworks, though. I do like that holiday, the holiday thing they got going on there. That's I, That, to me, has more value. Well, but, we, watched, we watched it up by Small World and got to watch a little show going sure, on. They, the, they the saw it at the same stuff, time. Yes. Which was, that that, you know, that kind show of would probably cool. not be on except during the Christmas party. But I'm sorry. Well, what, what he's saying is that sh- it probably won't be on because the fireworks won't be on. True. That, that, that's exactly a, what he's saying. It's a whole different projection show during the fireworks than the one they do every 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Or yes. Whatever it is. Right. It goes, right. And I'm saying, I'm saying if, according to the way he's describing it here, both shows would probably be off. Okay. Yeah. You, you're right. Both. But we were talking about the other one. I see what you mean. But would they not turn the lights on on a non-paid night on the, the facade. The very 15-minute thing? No, 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 no. Just the lights on the facade. Would they just keep them off? I, see, who knows? No, see, there's, not enough, there's not enough information, on. you know. I know. Well, he said the full complement. You know, it's like, the, this <sighs> main, is Main Street, do they turn all the Christmas lights off? And it's, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm playing with his words a little bit, but, you know, he, yeah. he makes it so melodramatic and so, so absolute. Okay, but you could strip away the, melod- the melodrama. And and still see that there's a chance that at, at the very least the parade and the fireworks are not going to be visible to you unless you pay an extra twenty five, thirty, forty, fifty well, bucks, whatever I, it is. I, I guess that did happen with the the fireworks for Halloween this year. Yes, 
And was there an implosion of annual pass holders? No, that, because you know, because they had already set the expectation that Halloween is you pay extra for Halloween. Now, how many years? Wait, 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 no, wait, hang wait, on, hang wait, on, hang on. Let me finish. How many years did we get Halloween special Halloween fireworks before they started charging for it? I don't know. Three one. Was it just one? last year? One. How many years have we had Christmas fireworks? Eleven, according to this dude. Do you see how there's a difference level of expectation? No one has yeah, come to, come to expect to pay extra. Oh, wait, how about Ghost if, Galaxy? Yeah. What if they turn on Ghost Galaxy only for the Christmas parties? Or the Halloween would, parties. Would, wouldn't really bother me. No, it wouldn't bother me either. But it, that's just, just, I just think at Disney World, the Booty You Parade, only during their, yeah. their little... Their little Whatever. But here's here's another thing as Great far as parade, fireworks. People people are looking for fireworks. They're not necessarily looking. For, there's only going to be a handful of people that are looking for a particular fireworks show, and that was the big thing with the Halloween fireworks. Is that you still had on the weekends you had a fireworks show. Okay, it wasn't the Halloween show, but it was still a good fireworks oh, show. Remember, watching. <laughs> yeah. Remember. But the thing is, is people were satisfied they had got their fireworks out. Um, were, were they? I sat on the bus listening to people. Oh, we're going to see, uh, you know, they were describing zero and all that. Zero just, fly. Yeah, I'm just thinking in my head, man, not really. I, so there was expectations that people were going to see it. I wondered from, what their exit surveys were when yeah, they didn't here. get to see it. I, I didn't hear, from my angle, I didn't hear anything... You work during the really day. Yeah, but I'd hear that I'd hear some of the scuttlebutt from the people coming in on. Yeah, people were complaining about this or that. Didn't you don't cr- you don't cross people. paths with the people who are at night. You, what time do you leave I, during the day? I cross paths with the night crews. Yes. What time? What time do you leave during the day? Uh, anywhere between four and five o'clock. When, when the guys that work night, what times they come in? Six, seven. Uh, start about uh, one o'clock to four o'clock. And they work all the way to 12 at night? Seems like a long shift. Yeah, 4 to 11, 5 to midnight, yeah. All right. Uh, <coughs> all right, how many? Great. What? what? When, you, when you worked swing shift, what was your shift over there? Uh, 3 to 11, but swing shift was not. Yeah. Those, those were gates and desks. They were not out. If I worked when I was part-time and I worked in the park, part-time as the normal night shifts you came on sometimes six or seven it depends oh, on there's, what there's still there's still quite a few people that do that too but there's there's i there's enough people i cross paths with but one thing that i gotta say is also a little different on how you market halloween compared to how you would market christmas is a halloween you have trick-or-treating on main street that was one thing that everybody always were that was the whole thing that made the Mickey's Halloween treat uh, sellable was that you were going to get to go, you know, you got to take the kids to go do a little trick or treating around the shops. And, you know, there's always where do you take the kids trick or treating? For quite a while, you didn't want to take them around your neighborhoods. Now that's kind of going back to the being the way it was, but you would take them to malls. Well, malls are all closing their stuff down. Uh, City, the downtown districts of certain cities used to have them, and a lot of them have kind of backed off on it. So, this was kind of a the big seller was that you can go to Disneyland. Yeah, it was an extra ticket, but you had the extra entertainment, you had the extra fun stuff, and you got to go trick or treating. Wait, when they they first started that stuff, it was 
it was a little bit of candy grab on Main Street. In fact, I think it started, if I remember right, for employees, and it was mediocre at best. And I can't say, you know, I can't say that trick or treating around the neighborhood ever stopped. <laughs> I mean, no, I wouldn't say it never stopped. But well, yeah, you did. You said that, you know. I said it slowed do down in a lot of places. It's kind of picked I mean, up quite a, a bit lot again. of a lot of churches are doing. You know, they call it Harvest Festival. They don't tend to call it. No, they uh, call it Trunk or Treat. I haven't heard that one. I've heard Harvest Festival. Trunk or Treat, where the car you you put the cars in the parking lot of the church and open the trunks and oh, go walk around trick or treat. The, the one my mom goes to in downtown Huntington Beach, they they do a full on. They've got like games the kids can play, you know, uh, throw the ball into here. And then they do the trick or treat part where you can go in, you know, they have candy lines and, uh, you know, the pony ride, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of places that do that. I've never, trunk or treat, that's pretty funny though, but I've heard the uh, um, the Harvest Festival a lot. But, yeah, but regardless. The sad sad you know. thing this year was we had, we have the uh, cast member version, which is the um, Little Monsters on Main Street. And by the time my daughter was old enough to participate in that, it was over at California Adventure, and they held it over at California Adventure for years. And this is the first year it went back to Disneyland. Disneyland. Yes, well, because and of the construction, right? they're both right? too old. <laughs> they're both too old to go. So they never had the opportunity to do anything in Disneyland. It was always over at California Adventure, but, but they had they, a blast. I would say they still had a decent time. It didn't well, they had a blast. It was where great. it was, yeah. I don't think we ever, I think, I think we maybe did the monsters on Main Street once. It just didn't work out, you know. And for I gotta us. say, la- last year was the last one we went to. It was over at California Adventure. It was really nice because kids were old enough at that point. They went off on their own, and you know, the wife and I had our time where we could just go out and enjoy some of the rides that were open over at California, you know, like Ferris Wheel and some of those, and just enjoy the night. The stationary Ferris wheel, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. But that one goes higher, yeah, though. How, do you, know, how can he handle if it goes higher? He's, it he's, does go higher. and um, the whole way, I'm sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. Okay, now, could you imagine, I mean, if you're, what level of, I guess, DFness would you have to be willing to pay Call it fifty bucks to do Christmas at Disneyland. You know, in some sense, in my mind, I'm thinking because I hate the crowds. I used to love it when the week before Christmas was not crowded at all. Um, we out of the whole month between Thanksgiving and Christmas pretty, was pretty awesome. much, yeah. But the week before was was just perfect. Um, and Christmas Eve, we closed at seven, and I could count how many people were in the park by five. I mean, it was great. And now uh, it's a party. Too bad that secret got out. Those days are long gone. Well, I know they have, but you know, it's uh, ten years ago. You could uh, probably still, uh, maybe twelve years to fifteen, you could still do that. Uh, oh, yeah, that big resort it, push. It's it's just um, it might be worth it, but I probably wouldn't do it as an annual pass holder. I would look at it as not being worth paying. I already have a pass. I can come any day of the week. I can find a day that's not so bad. We still go Christmas Eve, even though it's crowded. We, you know, we just don't have a big anticipation of hitting, you know, every single attraction, but we never really do. Uh, so it's that's okay to me. I, I'm not. I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't care if I didn't get fireworks. Quite frankly, you know, if Disneyland and Disney World ended their whole fireworks show tomorrow, it wouldn't make me rebel. It's like okay, 
There, there's a sign of the times we no longer have fireworks. It's just, you know, another thing to the past of the parks, you know. Can we cry forever that we lost, uh, you know, the uh, mine train through Nature's Wonderland? No, we get over it, we move on. So uh, in some instances, it doesn't really matter. It would be sad to see it go. Yes. But, you know, uh, hey. quite frankly, we were talking about this last night. I'd love to go back to just Fantasy in the Sky, where you can see the fireworks from anywhere we're in the fucking park you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't yeah. have to be shoehorned on the main street, and it ruins all the crowd control. Um, and it just goes back to a more normal show. I'm with you there. So, Yeah, I really wouldn't mind going to... Uh, that as well for a number of reasons not just because of the uh, mess that you get around Main Street and everything the mess you get backstage uh, the entire backstage area shuts down at night because you have so much uh, so many different um, launch areas throughout the whole show Even, I, uh, how often do you work at night? once in a while <laughs> I'm picking on you. It's like you're you're complaining about something you don't even have to deal with anymore. It's like no, when when he hears when things though. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. When I'm doing when I'm doing work over at the hot dog, the hot dog shuts down. Nothing goes in or out during the fireworks show. What's the hot dog? The TDA building. Why do you call that the hot dog? Because it's yellow on one side and green on the other. You got mustard on one side, relish on the <laughs> other, and a bunch of weenies side. sitting down the middle. <laughs> That's You've funny. never heard of that one? No, that is so funny. No, and it's spoken like a true trench worker. <laughs> the hot dog. That, that's that's total union garbage, you know. <laughs> and green like on one side. But it's still it, funny. It's, it's, it, it is kind of it, funny. It, I've, it's, I've never heard that about it's that. It's kind uh, of funny that place either so yeah but that no that that place shuts down completely everything everything from well it doesn't shut down the people that are inside can still do what they're doing they they, they don't have to like grab the desk and not move i mean they can still work in there so it's not shut down you you can still work but we made the mistake once ordering pizza once and they got stuck over at ball gate or not even ball gate it got stuck out at ball road guy couldn't bring the pizzas in we end up getting the pizzas 40 minutes later well, obviously, that wasn't his fault or the park's no, well, fault. It was his bad fault. planning by the people who know the schedule. It was bad planning, that was for sure. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a, a dip, dipshit moment if I ever heard one. Hey, by the way, I hear that building is going to play Tron uh, this week, the original. Uh, Which building? The hot dog. The hot dog. The TDA building. Oh, over at the uh, theater there? No, they're just going to project it against the yellow wall. I hope it, I hope it comes out good. Don't laugh. They have done that. No bullshit. Come on, really? Yeah, really. They put. There's, they there's not a, enough free wall to project much of hung, anything. They hung a screen. Out. Okay, that's, so they hung a screen. Okay, that's different than projecting on it. And they, and they had uh, everybody out on the hardscape out there watching it. There's barely enough room back there for that. The hardscape? The rest of the story here hung. First it was projected on the wall. Now it's on a screen they hung on top of the wall. All right. There's plenty of room on there. Ah, Whatever. And there is a wall that you can shoot on it. There's not enough wall to shoot anything big enough to be worth 
getting anybody out there to watch. Plus, the color would ruin everything. Yeah. All right. So, I don't know. Are you uh, really upset by this possibility? Would it would it bother no, you? No, no. Okay. No, it doesn't bother me. I think I'm more disappointed that it's a sign. In, in, in what way? It's a sign of the times that uh, something that just came with your admission that just came with your whole day experience. You know, you kind of said that when we talked about the the one at Florida when they uh, switched over to that, and you know, it get that gets to the point, doesn't it? A little bit, and I understand where you're coming from, but doesn't that get a little bit to the entitlement side? I'm entitled to see this. No, you know, at I, what I, point I, does the company get to decide what they're entitled to and where they can make some money? Well, I, okay, I see the point where you can see entitlement mentality. But there's also, uh, I don't know if it's a, this opposite side of the same coin or just a different way of looking at it, but how about expectation you set? If you set a level of expectation for the best at whatever, okay, and you build a reputation for having the best at whatever, and then all of a sudden you're not really the best at whatever, you find yourself either A, having to make up the money you lost because people are taking their business elsewhere. What, what, where, where do you go to take your business? There's not really a comparison to uh, what they do. N- no, not, not around here. But the comparison, the comparison, not comparison, but the alternatives just not worth it anymore. Okay. Yes. We, there's no other place to take your business. But when you start feeling like it's not worth it anymore, you just stop going altogether. You know what I'm saying? So if you if I set an expectation that I'm always going to do this, and all of a sudden I do a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less, at some point, the people that have been coming to me expecting or having been brought up or I've set the level of expectation that are always going to get this by paying me X amount of money, or I'm sorry, but I have to keep charging a little more every year to keep giving you this. They keep coming, but now I'm charging a little bit more, and I'm giving you a little bit less. And at some point, the calculus of that's going to get to the point where the person's go, you know what? It's not worth it paying for extra when you started taking all this other crap away. Well, you know, we that's been the debate for how long now. That where's the breaking point? It sure. We we've never seen it. I mean, when Eisner raised the ticket price to twenty bucks, everybody was outraged. Oh, this won't last. You know, how can you charge that much? Okay, well here's a funny what, here's a funny it, thing. What, what is it now per day now? I have no idea. I'm it's afraid just to look. Shy of eighty bucks for both parks or just Disneyland? Just one. It's just shy of a hundred bucks for a park hopper. See, so I, you know you know what I'm saying. I, I I think over time people, and that's maybe an American thing, which. Uh, you wonder when the breaking point is because sometimes we get pushed to a point and that's when people snap. Uh, just look at, you know, postal carriers. Uh, <laughs> I do have a question real quick, though. Sure. Well, sure. Since since both of you had the opportunity to go see Halloween and Christmas over at Florida. I did not see Halloween in Florida. I just saw Christmas at Florida. Okay. What parade, during Christmas, what parade went on in the Magic Kingdom? During the day? I have no clue. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I'm not a reporter. The last parade I saw at the Magic Kingdom was Spectral Magic. 
Uh, well, I, that's a night, of course, a nighttime. That's a nighttime parade. parade. Daytime? No, it was just a regular daytime parade. I saw that like my a ca- like a cavalcade. Yeah, it was. What the hell was the name of it? But it started with a guy pretending to be Walt drawing Mickey Mouse. That was the lead of the parade. So they didn't have any kind of Christmas parade no. or anything going you know on who, around. You the- know who had a Christmas parade? Hmm. Animal Kingdom had a Christmas parade. It was yeah, called Mickey's I mean, Jingle Jangle Jungle Parade or something like that. And, and there's always something going on at the um, the studio, some kind of parade. I think it was a Pixar parade at the time, but there was a parade going not, on. I, I don't remember a Christmas one at not, the studio. Not a Christmas no. version, just a parade. But there was no daytime Christmas parade. We paid the extra money to go to the nighttime party, which had the parade. Which was over at... The Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom had the Magic Kingdom because I remember Merry, very Merry Christmas party is what they call it. Now, was that the? uh, I remember you were showing me those pictures of the lighting they did over at uh, the studios. (coughs) The big lighting displays out there. Oh, Osborne family lights. Yeah. Now, see, I I happen to think you're not you're not charged extra for that. No, just part of the nighttime thing. And. Uh, quite frankly, I think it's the best Christmas time offering they have. Now that they took down the lights of winter <laughs> in Epcot, I, I think it's the wait the the lights of winter that you mean the, just a little thing you walk through. But they were they were huge and they they look pretty cool. They they were pretty cool. I'm not sure if you could come close to comparing those to the Osborne. No, no, you can't. I'm just saying. Now, All are that's those left. gone because they came back and then they were gone and then are what, they officially the, gone now? Lights of Winter? Yeah. As far as I know, they're the officially gone. The last time I was there, they were there. That was two years ago. So Last yeah. year was the first year without them. Okay. Great. And it's, to, I, to me, I wouldn't even care that those are gone. It, you, you walk through this little archway of lights, big deal. Now, Greg. Yes. During the Halloween. Yes. Was there any kind of Halloween decoration slash activities or anything other than the Halloween party at the Magic Kingdom. Mm, well, I'm. There were decorations around the park. Yes, I mean it's kind of hard to just throw those up for the party. Because what what happens if right, I remember? But I mean, did that, was there anything at any of the other parks? Um, nothing that stands out to me. It seems to be the Magic Kingdom, like with us, Disneyland is the place where you have the private parties. You know, I can't say that I've ever heard of, and I, I, it could be way off here, any private parties of, you know, when after the park is closed at any of the other parks in Florida, except for the Magic Kingdom. Can you think of anything, Mike? Am I Because, like, the Star Wars days, that's just held during the day when the park is open. There's no, I don't think, any special ticket for that. Nighttime, nighttime. I can't think of any special nighttime only experience other than the Magic Kingdom. Just like Disneyland, really. Other than the few years they went to having the uh, the Halloween thing over at the Magic, or I mean at DCA. DCA. It's been it's Disneyland's the place where you have. I I no, I can't think of anything party. either. And I, and I really think the DCA trick or treat thing was just to make people go into DCA as a yeah, keep the crowds out of Disneyland. Yeah. That was pretty much what it was there for. Yeah. What's what what you now? Okay, here and here's what goes on, to the best of my uh, memory, at the uh, Halloween party. They had the the I think it was called Booty You Parade. Actually, if I have to say, is there a parade I like? That parade was pretty impressive. Was really? there any other parades besides that during the, the day? Yeah, I you know 
here's the thing. I may not have been in the the Magic Kingdom during the day on that day. And this is what I was going to say. If I remember right, it's kind of a mix-in thing. The park is still open. You're going in, and you've got little wristbands. Eventually, the night, the daytime crowd is somehow either forced out or because they don't have wristbands, they can't participate in things. Uh, and, and they eventually not, get the message and leave. <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Most of the attractions are open, not everything, but it, you, you literally you can walk all the way to the front of Pirate's Light, but that's not totally uncommon. Uh, and there were little um, places all over the park where you could get up candy, you know, like that, that one little <laughs> pathway between uh, uh, Mickey's Toontown and the uh, Space Mountain. That, that goes right by the train track. That's where candy was in that area, for example. And then there was another candy station over here. You know, you just walked around to the different candy stations, filled up your bag. Um, but I can tell you, there's a lot of adults without kids at those parties. It's not just <laughs> I'm taking my kid to get candy. There's a lot of adults getting candy. A lot of, you know, 20-somethings getting candy. Uh, and the park is not that crowded. Now, the parade route gets pretty crowded because i got to say, that is a pretty damn good parade the headless horseman comes first um and then it's just got a really catchy tune that is repetitive it's just as repetitive as as it's a small world but oh really but different you know it's somewhere i have the music if i can find it maybe i'll send it to you you can tag the show with it at the end i thought you put it didn't you uh put the uh put your video over on the other show of yours i probably yes the main street cinema yeah i'm sure it's on there uh, and it's just really the, the mansion one is just really impressive. You got all these guys in the mansion costume, dragging the the shovels, and then they you know they're in sequence and they'll, they'll hit them against the ground. And they create sparks and uh, it's just very cool. It's it's a very very the, good parade. The reason why I was asking this is because now were any of the other parks open? I mean, was the Magic Kingdom and the party the only thing open at night? No, or I don't I don't think so. Because that's the thing that's driven me crazy about the Florida resort, uh, considering, you know, when I started up again in 2005 and my previous one, it was 19 years difference. I'm used to, you know, used to the Magic Kingdom being open pretty much the same hours every day. It was late. It was always late. Uh, I don't remember Epcot being open quite as late, but it was late enough. Disneyland, you know, it's always open late during the summer. You get over there and... Okay, this park closes it's early. It's a hopscotch. Yeah, this one is <laughs> open late turns. for the uh, people who are staying at the resort, you know, the extra hours or whatever. This one opens early, so it's they're always switching what's open late, what's not. And I think it's kind of a crowd control type thing. Uh, so I, I don't know, Richard. I, I'm not 100% positive, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there were no other Halloween specific Well, no, not, not, I'm not talking about Halloween. Were the parks open Period. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think one. I bet you. I can almost guarantee you there was one park open. Say, let's say to counter the special ticket night. Right. That's what I'm thinking. That's oh. why. That's why. So, I was what, what are you getting to the point where? Well, will DCA be open? Because here's here's my thought. Let's go to the Christmas thing again at Disneyland. Let's say they decide to make my favorite day of the year the night they're going to have one of these parties. That would be Christmas Eve. This is literally a tradition that we've been doing since uh, probably 92 or 3. Long, long time. Long time. And I think we may have missed it once, maybe, maybe. Actually, yes, we did miss it once because we had the medium passes 
and they decided to take that day off the medium passes. I think the year we had it, and I think we did the Queen Mary instead, uh, but because the extra cost just wasn't in our budget. Let's say they do that night. So what are they going to do? Close Disneyland at seven, five. What? How? How early are they going to kick people out to start this party? Is my because they that's going to that's going to have to change something, right? So does that mean DCA will stay open late for those who get kicked out of Disneyland for the special party? You would think so. That would be the thing that I would be more interested in than whether or not I don't get to see fireworks or a parade. See, that's, that, if I remember correctly, DCA did stay open late on the party nights. That's Who the hour timer. doing that with a website? Oh, that's, that's the, the hour. That's the hour timer. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, in a nutshell, yeah, I... It'd be interesting to see what they what they, what would happen. I mean, would there be an outcry on it? I mean, as long as, in my personal thoughts, as long as you still have some sort of show, some fireworks and a parade, I think people would be for the most part satisfied on it. But there would be, a, a, especially with Christmas, a distinct element that they have just gotten so used to being able to come in and see the Christmas parade, and get to see the snow. Falling no, on but quite, frank, quite frankly, they're going to be able to see the fireworks from outside, from the parking structure. That's why. That's why I said they want to see the Christmas parade <laughs> and they want to see the snow fall on Main Street. Here, here you go. Pump out snow into the Esplanade. Pump, pipe out the music, and then anybody who's over at DCA or want to stand out in the Esplanade can get some snow and see the fireworks. They just missed a parade. Hey, by the way, but did you? Re- that, but then that's contrary to what you want them to do. You want to make no. Them for, for, to well, obviously not every. They're only going to allow maybe twenty to twenty-five thousand. Usually, the park is probably cresting where forty-five to fifty thousand. So at least half the people need an alternative. So the alternative could be that. But did you see this thing where he said? Annual pass holders now take the Christmas crush in stride, and they have their tricks and secret techniques to get around the park. But unsuspecting December tourists often become scared in the gridlock crowds. And on the worst night, dozens of calls to 911 from tourist cell phones pour into the local highway patrol <laughs> dispatcher, telling of scary gridlock and dangerous overcrowding. The nearest highway patrol office, which handles all 911 calls from cellular carriers, just in case you didn't know, according to his little website here, and that is true, politely informs the caller that unless someone is injured on a busy night on Main Street, USA, it is not an emergency. At worst, the call is hung up on after a lecture from the highway patrol dispatcher, and at best, the call is transferred with a chuckle to the Disneyland operator sitting in the offices above Main Street Opera House. I just found that kind of funny. And none of it true. What? None of it's true. But people they don't make... trans. They don't. Nine one one does not transfer their calls over to. Us. I I wouldn't think so either. No, and there actually is a uh, the our tra- it, it's part of a uh, some legislature going through that the nine one one calls will s- start going to uh, the local instead of going to the highway patrol. It'll start going to uh, the uh, local. Uh, jurisdiction. So any 911 calls that happen there will start going to Anaheim PD directly. Well, you know, another interesting thing is if this is true, I could kind of see this going into the decision making and we'll try to wrap this up here. I know we're at the time, Mike. (laughs) While the daily attendance tally is always impressive on those busy days, the final tallies from the park cash registers don't live up to all the hype, however. 
The annual pass holders coming in to see the fireworks don't spend nearly as much per day on souvenirs and gifts as the tourists do. And when the crowds are that bad, the tourists don't have the patience to stick around to shop at the end of the night. When it becomes overly crowded, the turnstile counts are impressive and the cash register receipts are not. If that's true, that's a very interesting cause and effect. I could see that, though. You know, there was a bunch of us in there last night. Um, I I never saw what the tally was for our, our night in the club, but I can guess that it was probably close to $800, if not more. But um, that, that, that you got to take into, that's a club thing, and that's not going to be your average person on the street. But almost everybody in there was in there because of the holidays, having some kind of holiday. So, you know, here we are, right. it's holiday time. They're incre- that place is always crowded, I realize it. But, okay, we got done with there. Now what did we do? We walked around. We enjoyed the park. Hey, what do you know? These people are from out of town. They were from the Bay Area. They made purchases. They're annual pass holders. Uh, we got coffee. We got drinks. We got sandwiches later on because we'd eaten early in the day. We spent money. It, you know, there's, I think there's this misnomer, of, and there probably are a large amount of pass holders that come in and go out. Because I do that a lot when I go in for one or two hours. I don't spend anything. But yes. if I'm there for four gonna, hours or say. if I'm in there for four hours or more, I'm getting a meal. I'm getting a churro. Well, okay, okay. I'm that, doing some. Granted. I, I think his point here is that people are there all day on vacation. They get more than one sandwich, and they get more than one churro. They tend. He's not saying that APs don't spend. He's saying that APs don't spend as much. As uh, I, you know, does. and I would probably say yes, but is it so much of a cause and effect that the tourists aren't spending the money because it's nuts crowded, or is it literally the fact that? When it raises up to that much, they're not seeing. A, let's, let's say, let's say the the crowd would be thirty five thousand if forty thousand annual pass holders didn't show up. So your total for the day is seventy five, but you're in park, you know, still averaging around your you know forty to forty five in park. You can't automatically say, oh my my uh, registers should should go up, up by this much. Okay, so it, let's say none of the annual pass holders came that day. It's a day that they don't come. Is the cash register tally up, or is it still where it would have been? You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but we, have no, we don't know. We're taking his word on all this stuff, all this well, insider no, information. Well, I'm not taking his word. I'm just trying to kind of analyze and wonder if that's actually true. I can see how it could happen because you get the tired, screaming kid. You don't want to stand in line anymore. I sure didn't see a lot of people running out the doors going, damn, fuck, I can't stand this crowd. I'm not buying anything. <laughs> I saw people standing in line. In fact, we wondered what happened to David last night. He went into the, the little coffee shop where they sell the sandwiches right there uh, at Carnation. Yeah. The line was long and it was slow and he's like, you're right. And I said, about what? Because we've been talking about how people move around the park. You know, they stop in the middle of the road. They don't look. They don't pay attention. They don't know how many. It's 10 o'clock at night, and they still haven't finished, figured out how many people are in their group when they get up to the uh, sure. cast member. Or they, that kind of thing. or they haven't taken the time while they're in line to read the menu. Yeah, I know. And that's exactly what David said to me. He says, as he was standing there, he watched how people literally, when it got time to go to the register, they had to stop and study the thing for a few minutes. What the fuck have you been doing for a half an hour and well, I told you I told you the wonderful stories when I was an outdoor vending when I sold popcorn yes. back in the days where we had one 
one item. I didn't sell drinks. I didn't sell anything else. And I only had one size. We didn't have multiple size. One dollar. And, and it cost one dollar. <laughs> and people would come up to you and say, what do you have? Popcorn. How much is it? A dollar. One dollar. <laughs> what size do you have? What One size. <laughs> I'll take a small, please. You know? <laughs> I mean, well, it, it a lot of those may not have spoke English either, but, you know. I, no, no. <laughs> this, is the, this is the person from over there in Santa Monica that's coming oh, in. No, I, I say they're probably from flyover country. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. At least, I, at least I picked a worthwhile target to go after. I, I, you know, real Linda might have been a, a worthwhile. Santa Monica, they're a little brighter over there, but uh, Venice maybe? Venice, there you go. That's nice. where they but, dump all the raw sewage out of their mobile homes. Yeah. But, okay, I'm a, Mike. Yes. The last, last picture, the last time you've gone in there to Disneyland, last time you took the family in there, how much money did you think you spent? Just give me a good average guess. $10. There you go. Was that with you or with the family? That was the four of us. We stopped. Four of you. We ate at... The Cheesecake Factory Garden Walk first, which has nothing to do with Disney. No, but for thirty bucks, I feed all four of us, whereas opposed to two, of you know, two. Well, of I'm, us I'm, I'm just saying is okay. because you're you're locals, you know about these things. Yep. you will stop and eat somewhere else because it's cheaper. And than then going you know, the ten bucks was ice cream. We bought ice cream inside the park. Okay, so and so ten bucks, and that's yep. that's the thing. And Greg, I dare say, you if you take a look at the times you've come in with the family, you guys probably have had your meals before you came into the park, or shortly after you left the park. You didn't come in and actually eat dinner or eat a full lunch while you were in the park. You might might have snacked a little bit, but you didn't eat your meals there. Out of all the trips we take during the year, every once in a while we will consciously decide, you know what, we feel like eating inside the park today. Yeah, but. You know, and and then well, certainly well, twice during. Year. Now, I don't think it's going to happen this year, um, but normally on our one big day when we spend the whole day well, there, when we you're will, spending, we will eat in the park. Sometimes, though, the park is downtown Disney. Now, that's again, it may not be a directly a Disney uh, restaurant, but, but they are paying rent to the Disney. Right, you know, and, I, and I, I, and that's part of the I Disney would, experience. Yeah, and I would count. The, I would count that as being eating in the bubble. But see, Mike was outside the bubble. No, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but his his uh, conclusions weren't comparing food as much as just overall the cash spending. Rest. Yeah, the yeah, cash but and, and, and I mean, how much how much do you guys spend on souvenirs every time you go there? We well, how we much, how much we used you? to on our on our full day. It was kind of a Christmas Eve tradition. You get to buy one gift up to you know, let's say four. Uh, on on what your one special day? I, I know I got. We have our couple special but days. This we, this year will be. You're lucky to get in the door. Uh, you're not getting anything. Yeah, <laughs> it just happens to be so, so you know, and they actually, we we've we in the uh, trenches have often wondered how much money difference changes because on high day, days where you have a high AP occupancy compared to we've had an awful lot of blackouts with uh, your SoCal's and your uh, lower end APs to wondering is the park actually making more money on those days because it's more apt to have a lot more uh, tourist visitors. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it is curious to see what the... Uh, what the bludgers would look like. Now, some of my other more DF-ish friends that follow our podcast and stuff, 
they tend to spend a lot more in the park than I do. Now, sometimes they will go out to eat, but I, I see a lot of spending that I, I just don't I do not do. Because but, they come uh, to Disneyland twice a year or three times a year. Yeah, it could, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. some of them, yes. Now, did you also see uh, – I know we want to wrap this up. Yes, is we it, do. Is it, is it true <laughs> that uh, World of – because part of what he's saying is they can drive more people to uh, World of Color, too, because they'll close Disneyland down. They'll drive people over to World of sure. Color for a later show. Um, is it true that they are not even holding half of the people that they were told they could hold in the – they call it an amphitheater. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to give them that much. Okay. Well, according to all the articles he's written about it, the original World of Color Amphitheater was slated 9, to hold 9,000 people, and it holds 4,000 Four. people. And, and, and we laughed. When, when we heard that article – we laughed because we we all said that there's no way it was going to hold that many. What nine or nine, four? Nine or four? Nine, nine thousand. Okay. There is no way because we have more room for Fantasmic than we do for World of Color, and Fantasmic cannot hold nine thousand people. Yet the stage to the train station holds a thousand. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> I don't. I still don't believe it. I still I don't. Know, I, I don't. I'm, by watching it last night, I'm like, there's no I'm way there's a thousand. Call, but here's one thing I will say. The sound system and that orchestra was so good that when they were done and all the kids were off the stage from singing and they're they're still playing while we're standing around, I would bet you dollars to donuts that if you hadn't been able to see them, let's say they were in a pit, you would have swore the music was recorded. That's cool. They were that good and the sound system was that clean. It was unbelievable. That's good. Well, they are compliments to the sound tech. Wow. Because Richard I, knows him personally. I'm sure. Actually, I do. <laughs> All right. Of course. Of course, of course yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, All right. So, so if you want to end it up. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's you know, say goodnight and uh, see you next week. That sounds good. Okay, good night. Good night and see you next week. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>